Welcome to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show for friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. Uh, we've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were in high school, and we aim to bring you honest conversation on relevant cinema. Um, I'm here with my brother, Sean Bulby. Hey. And I'll be your host, Brandon Bulby, on this week's episode. Um, we're going to be reviewing the blockbuster film, No Time to Die, the new Daniel Craig, James Bond film. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, I want to give some extra context around the movie so we can dig a little deeper. Uh, one thing that got me very excited about this movie from early on was the fact that Carrie Fukunaga was directing this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a big fan of it. I think most people are pretty much everybody was introduced to him uh, in True Detective season one, which was kind of a big deal on HBO when it came out. Yeah, definitely. And that show really exploded. So he was the writer, director, creator of True Detective just mm-hmm. season one, and then he fully left the series. Um, now, was so it, he was kind of like was it just him, project. or was it him and and someone else? Uh, he... oh, no, see, now you're asking me. Yeah, tough yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm looking it up. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, he, <laughs> it, it was his. Project. He directed every single episode of that uh-huh. series. I'm sure yeah. he had he had other people around and producers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, obviously. But um, I I loved that season. I loved that show. I loved what he did. He brought a super high level of skill to that show that you don't see much anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, had you seen True Detective? Um, yeah, I wasn't. I, I watched it a. F- few years later or a couple years after okay. it came out but yeah I, I totally agree it's it's a pretty unique um piece of television and definitely yeah. like has helped push um that kind of tv forward kind yeah. of definitely is a, a historically important show yeah i think i think it was it's kind of I mean, some other shows are definitely doing around the time, but now I feel like every show is a limited series that keeps going on for season to season and changing yeah, its storylines. Um, there's just so many shows that do that now, but I feel like that was kind of one of the first ones like mm-hmm. seven, eight years ago that did it. Yeah. Um, another thing that I feel like is much less known, and it's the thing he did right after he left True Detective, um, for so a Netflix film that he came out with called Beasts of No Nation. Uh, so this was in 2015, like a year after True Detective came out. Mm-hmm. Did you see this film? I didn't, um, but okay. it's like it, even to this day, I still I still think about it as a movie that I need to, <laughs> to I need turn to on. watch. Um, but, um, it's um, it's it's a masterpiece. I think it was like my number five like best film of the year. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of these films that are brutal, hard to watch. It's like um, you know, t- African warlord, drug smuggling. Um, child soldier very brutal um visuals and story but the way he puts it together he brings his like top tier you know film talent to that project mm-hmm. as well and it's a it's a remarkable film yeah uh, and it was very overlooked that year hmm. maybe because yeah. it was like an early looks like yeah film. i feel like it definitely Again, was like a, yeah an early like netflix creating its own actually creating its own not content and not like exactly accumulating something a, a movie um, mm-hmm. or, or buying a movie to release exactly. on netflix 
Um, so yeah. I think back then it was, you know, kind of it looked past like in the award seasons and stuff because it was like a year or two before um, streaming services were just the, you know, the go-to for prestige dramas, um, mm -hmm. for prestige drama films at least. Yeah. It was maybe a year or two early on that. Before everyone stopped caring and started treating them like any, every other production studio. Yeah. Um, anyways, so Kerry Fukunaga hasn't done too many things. Um, he's done a few small stuff before that, but really, True Detective, Beast of No Nation, and then all of a sudden, six years later, he came out with his Bond film. Mm -hmm. um, so they put they put a lot of stake in this director, but obviously he had shown his talent before. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I was excited for it. Uh, how how familiar are you with the Bond Daniel Craig series up till this point? Um, but which ones have honestly, you actually seen? Like I've only seen four Bond films, maybe like five. Oh, I ever? Saw, yeah, I saw. Oh. I have seen Doctor No, the first Bond film, mm -hmm. uh, and then I saw Goldeneye. You know, I was right. everyone saw Goldeneye. Yeah, I, I feel like I liked Goldeneye growing up. Um, I probably saw one more. Um, one other. Um, Pierce Brosnan uh, 007 yeah. movie. Uh, but yeah, then I saw Skyfall and that is it. I didn't even see Casino Royale or uh, the the kind of last. Um, I mean, the one that came out over gold, after GoldenEye where he's like, you know, survives the nuclear explosion on a wave. Oh, surfing. yeah. Yeah. You know, you probably I've seen saw that. that. Yeah, I've seen that clip, but okay. yeah. <laughs> I may have um, seen that movie. Like I have a vague memory of Denise Richards but I don't remember if I actually watched the whole movie or if I just like caught it on caught parts yeah. on TV or. And how about Daniel Craig's series, which is yeah. kind of the continuity really just focuses on, on this, these runs of films. Yeah. I've but which only, ones have you seen? I've only seen Skyfall. Uh, I didn't, wow. see, yeah, I didn't see Casino Royale okay. or um, Spectre, which is probably the most important one. Um, right. Predecessor to this the, the new one no time to die but um yeah yeah um i mean i've 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 seen them all um though i've you know kind of forgotten a little bit about uh casino royale and quantum assaults and stuff mm -hmm. i i saw skyfall several times obviously sam mendez and roger deakins shooting it yeah. like an incredible combo and then that continuing on um into specter not too long after mm -hmm. but with Skyfall being an incredible movie, Spectre just like fell flat in so many ways. Just mm -hmm. like drawn out, long, overstuffed, boring, as much as we don't like saying that word. Yeah. Um, it got it just got a bad rep for just being boring. It was uh -huh. kind of a weird critique that you don't hear very often on these action movies. Yeah. Um, That's but uh, the, I mean, everyone bond, against Spectre. For a Bond movie, that it kind of makes sense, you know everyone's yeah. expecting action and yeah uh yeah people really turned on pacing. sam mendez and daniel yeah. craig after specter mm -hmm. um but so with i didn't realize you you were so little of a bond fan but um why were you excited for no time today um yeah i mean i guess honestly i wasn't like super excited um it uh the definitely the trailer got me and um it worked for me it, it it made it look like it was going to rather than just be another one-off bond film um that it was going to pull from previous bond movies and really yeah um advance the story uh and advance the character 
And it was um, the last one. That was kind yeah, of... Yeah, honestly, I didn't, didn't even know, know what that. they would do with that. I, I okay. honestly didn't even do enough research to know that it was going to be the last... Uh, last Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can get into that in more detail um, mm-hmm. throughout this review because that plays a bigger role. But... Um, let me kick this off officially. Um, so obviously today we're reviewing the new Bond film, No Time to Die, directed by Kerry Fukunawa. Um, it stars Daniel Craig, um, Rami Malek, and Leah Sadukes, mm-hmm. along with a pretty awesome other cast. And we'll go through them in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot description yeah, reads on IMDb, James Bond has left active service. Uh, his piece is short-lived with Felix Leiter, an old friend from the CIA, turns up asking for help, leading Bond onto a trail of mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. All right, that's like super vague. Mm-hmm. <laughs> villain with dangerous technology is like the plot description for every Bond film ever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, so first impressions, um, how did, oh, actually, okay. There's more stuff I want to set up here. We okay. saw this movie together. Yeah. Um, in New York City. Yep. Uh, in the really cool Lincoln Cinema um, Art, Lincoln Square Cinemas, um, in mm-hmm. the what is it RTX? Uh, Dolby, Dolby Atmos. Atmos, yeah, Dolby Atmos Theater, which is always a cool place. Do you not to see, see a movie. Dolby Atmos very often? Um, it's just further away now, uh-huh. so I usually go to the closer AMC theaters. Okay, but it's definitely a treat to go there, especially yeah. when it's all the same price, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's anyway, not the yeah, same. For, for us, it's the same price. Yeah, right. It's MCA list. It, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was cool going to see the movie together. We we talked about it a little bit after, but I guess we didn't dig too deep into it because we wanted to save ourselves for this uh, mm-hmm. for this review. Yeah. Uh, a a crazy thing that this movie went through is it's kind of series of postponements through the pandemic. Hmm. Um, this movie was supposed to come out at the end of 2019 to begin with. And I think it just got a normal, its normal first delay to push into early 2020. Um, and with that, in April, when it was supposed to come out, you know, the pandemic hit. And it was one of the first movies to just like pull out and throw on a much later uh, release date, mm-hmm. which was originally supposed to be end of the year, 2020. Um after that, obviously, we got towards the end of the year. Not much had changed. A few movies had tried to like come out, but it, you know, limited success. And so Bond again moved back nearly a full year later to where we are now, to October or September 2021. October 2021 when it actually released. Mm-hmm. That is a massive delay, yeah. like over a year and a half delay. Yeah. Um, it's really surprising. I mean, imagine sitting on this film for that long and just not being able to like yeah. and see it. Yeah, it's a crazy. completed copy of this film. Uh, uh, yeah, and and it's crazy to think that there's even there's more movies that still uh, need to come out, like um, Top Dune. Gun Maverick and Dune. Top Gun, Top Gun, which, which was one of the that was supposed to come out early. I, I don't know. I feel like early summer. 2020 and it's these movies and especially bond went through the cycle of showing us full like theatrical trailers for this Mm -hmm. and me seeing them all the time to just going absolutely silent Mm -hmm. for the longest time yeah um and then just coming out like almost without i mean i don't know without an ad campaign Mm -hmm. i feel like they 
so much money was spent on the ad campaign a year and a half ago for this film mm-hmm. just to have it, you know, completely dropped. Yeah. Um, all right. So interesting backstory and we'll see more similar movies like that throughout the rest of the year that are finally coming out, but mm-hmm. let's finally do first impressions. Yeah. What do you think? How many stars? What oh. are the goods and bads? Well, yeah, maybe we'll save, I'll, I'll save my star rating, but I, I'll say, um, generally, yeah. Um, quite positive um i very much enjoyed the movie um i will say it it um uh reiterating that i didn't watch previous bond movies and i would actually kind of recommend um if you can seeing specter uh i feel Mm -hmm. like uh throughout this movie i i was a little bit behind not that I had, not that I was missing things, or not that the movie was hard to follow in any way, but it just, it just felt like at several points I was having having to make assumptions um, mm-hmm. that things happened in previous movies or were set yeah. up in previous movies. Um, and while and, you're at it, see, might as well just see Skyfall first. Yeah, definitely. And um, lead your although way it. it seems like, yeah, I guess Spectre is less of a enjoyable watch than skyfall but it, i feel like very little was carried over from skyfall as opposed yeah, to probably it seemed like a probably. lot was carried over from specter like um, um christoph waltz is in this movie and mm-hmm. i think the love interest from specter is that i, I think i'm pretty sure yeah i actually kind of don't remember but i was yeah. assuming so as well yeah um, um but, but yeah but i don't i don't necessarily think you need to watch it um agreed and it, it the movie really did work for me even to the point where i feel like they the the whole intro to this movie does a really good job of setting up the relationship the central relationship um even though i still was wondering what exactly it was all about um uh you know and and how it got to that point from the first one um i, I yeah i thought they did and you're talking about setting the- the extended kind of long cold opening to this Mm -hmm. film, which I agree was actually really great. Mm -hmm. And when it finally hits the bond intro and And they do um, the song and and the theme song, you're like, Oh shit. Like that was a great setup. They know what Uh they're doing. Yeah. Even though it was like 25 minutes long or like whatever it like, it works, Mm -hmm. works really well. You get like, you get a whole like, love interest setup romance full-on action sequence that goes on for a long time yep like all in and just this car this chase intro. yeah and yeah it just, it's got to be the longest keeps... cold opening and, in and, Bond that, history. and by the time it's oh that's the cool thing is that by the time it's over you've completely forgotten that that bond movies do cold openings and yeah and then, and then well, now we're kind of spoiling that but oh. you you will forget when you watch it um yeah i i bet you'll you'll forget and then when it hits you'll be surprised and you'll remember this this conversation exactly <laughs> so speaking of cold openings would you think of the billy eilish song oh i didn't know that was billy eilish yeah i liked yeah. i like the song that's awesome yeah it was clean it was uh yeah it was pretty very pretty mm-hmm. there's a um, long history of really good uh bond uh intro songs i just yeah. right before this um uh the podcast i was listening to live and let die by mm-hmm. Paul McCartney. Okay. Oh, cool. nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, wait, that's a, yeah, that is a Bond theme song. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, um, but yeah. Yeah, it was I, a good pick. I, uh, yeah, and it just like, the movie kept, 
kept going with being really good and interesting and um i felt like the movie was doing a lot of things with playing with uh, your expectations of a bond movie and um playing with um tropes of bond movies and playing with uh yeah even what a bond movie is i guess and um there's a lot of really fun setups i i hope setups for future movies um I, I understand now that this is Daniel Craig's last movie, but um, you know I hope I hope they keep going. And it would even be cool to see Carrie uh, uh, Fukunaga. Oh God, that could be cool actually. If Carrie Fukunaga like yeah. was the connecting tissue between yeah. this and the next yeah definitely. next film, that'd be a really good transition. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah. Go go ahead. I. Uh, I, I really I liked this movie. I thought it was great. Carrie Fukunaga brings like a level of talent to this Bond film that's very reminiscent of just like Skyfall and what mm-hmm. Sam Mendes mm-hmm. did to it. Um, it pays off to hire these prestige directors mm-hmm. to do action films sometimes, yeah. and you see it. You see it in this movie, just like you saw it in Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, oh shit, this is what it's like for someone to try hard. At yeah. making a gorgeous film, yeah, because um, there, yeah, he he has his like eye all over this movie. Uh, it's just cool to see, and it keeps it it keeps it interesting for anyone who's just interested in filmmaking. Uh, just to see a level of talent. Um, so there's that. Yeah, I but, just, um, just wanted before you move on. It was uh, shot by Linus uh, Sandurin, mm-hmm. uh, who did uh, like La La Land and First Man and American Hustle oh, and. Shit. Um, yeah. So yeah, really, really good cinematographer. Um, awesome. Yeah, those are great films yeah. too. Um, the movie's long, and like we mentioned with the cold open, it probably helps that it's like most of that length just comes from this long cold open anyways. So maybe like the rest of the movie is more of a normal two-hour movie anyways, um, if you subtract that 25-minute intro. But the movie's long, but I didn't feel it. Like I was, I was kind of on board. The pacing works. I think it's a little convoluted, with um, with the uh, with the virus and the nanotech and the transferring of the microchip um, or the USB drive. Mm-hmm. It, I think there's just like a little bit of um, it con. I already said it convolutedness in the middle of the script as mm-hmm. you're kind of passing off between. Um, the Russian scientists and stuff like that, but it's it's pretty like minor, yeah, compared I to would, a lot of just big honestly, action storylines. I would say it's it's it feels convoluted, but not because the story is complex, really. Just because mm. uh, you know, I I'm not I don't really know. It just like a lot of things are kind of happening, but it also like if you just kind of strip away all that, it's a pretty simple plot and um it's i think because of the way it's written and directed it's not like spelled out for you at every moment yeah Um, things things keep happening to the scientist and to daniel craig and you kind of have to just go along with the ride and figure Mm -hmm. it out as you're going Mm -hmm. um yeah there's not like just endless exposition exposition of um of what exactly the like sinister plan is Mm -hmm. um but you're right. I, I I don't think it actually goes too deep, and there is just kind of like a simple thread to follow at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I mean I, I feel like it's um, 
it could have it could have been cleaner i don't know like or it it is a it is like a little dumb in the end of things but like i'm saying it's it's expected from a big action film mm-hmm. that's having like world ending stakes to kind of go through these um nanobot stuff partway yeah. through but minor minor um, yeah. issue i also have to say a pretty good film i also have to say <laughs> the movie's about nanobot like this nanobot technology but i don't know why they had to be nanobots i don't know why they yeah, could have just been, been a virus like a virus uh, yeah, uh, it, they added on this know. like mechanical virus that yeah. they developed with machines that could never leave a system, and like it, it was a yeah. little bit sci-fi without needing it to be. Yeah, um, that's true. Just because there, it seems like there's always a tendency to go for future nanobot technology, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think that was important. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i i agree i agree yeah. it's like you could have just said virus and it would have worked all mm-hmm. the same all yeah. the plot points would have been the exact same yeah um but yeah i if since we were we're this is our little bit down on the movie section um i'll say um the villain was a little uninteresting for for me um, remy malik remy Ma- yeah remy malik i thought he mm-hmm. did fine um you know but he he kind of did the same kind of soft spoken um type villain with a with a a lot of drive as the last two uh i believe two movies right with um javier bardem in skyfall and um christoph waltz in in the the last inspector mm-hmm. both of them were kind of very soft spoken not overtly violent um sadistic people but like right more just, sadistic is a good yeah. word yeah they were just like very driven they had a purpose they they knew what they were doing they believed in what they were doing and it um yeah so i i don't think he was doing anything particular particularly you know interesting or different from those especially there's even like kind of a, a slight messed up face thing with him and Harvey, javier bardem that they kind of li- linked those two roles but um um, yeah, you could yeah. they could go for something different. Some why don't go for like a psycho murdering, yeah, psych, like evil villain who uh-huh. I don't know does yeah. does all the shit himself. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Like, Although that is a that's a pretty Bondy tropey bit, you know, if more soft spoken, like a a twirl mm-hmm. the mustache type villain yep. rather than like a, a psychopath. But um, yeah, so so maybe he left a little to be desired although i think he served his his function pretty well as uh you know um yeah someone who was there to to as a hurdle that bond has to you know i overcome i i I mean i've heard this critique a little bit that he was a little underwhelming i i don't necessarily know if i agree but i don't disagree like you know he's Mm -hmm. actually there's a pretty great cast here i think he did fine Mm -hmm. there's other people i thought i really liked um that are secondary characters mm-hmm. i do wish maybe towards the end they had given him like actual more to do yeah like as far as like what he was doing where he was moving yeah. um i didn't need him to be like an action villain but yeah. like um he didn't have much agency in what you were seeing him actually do on screen yeah totally um, agree besides just a couple monologues and mm-hmm. looking really scary with yeah. a you know girl in his arms and stuff yeah so 
um, it could it could have been more creative mm-hmm. with that. Definitely. Uh, what did you think of um, of the uh, bonds? Well, without getting into spoilers, the the uh, should we get into spoilers? Well, I don't know. Um, let's let's talk about. Yeah, I yeah. want to talk about the cast. Yeah, um, cast was fantastic. Well, yeah, who we were so, like actually, I thought this is a, like a huge ensemble cast, mm-hmm. and I thought a lot of the characters were great. I mean, a lot of them are carried over. Um, mm-hmm. Ben uh, Wisha, who's Q, I think always does a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a like interesting demeanor about him, and he's always great to like watch on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, Christoph Waltz is obviously like a a tier actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ralph, Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes. Although it's it's hard to fill the role of uh, Judy Dench from the previous uh, from Skyfall and and other. Actually, I believe she was even in uh, some um, Pierce Brosnan ones as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so she actually carried over from Pierce Brosnan era. But um, yeah, Rafe. Ralph. Ralph I thought Lashana Lynch. Um, I won't say too much about her, yeah. but uh, she she was great. Um, she's yeah. really strong yeah. and believable I and a great loved, actor. Absolutely love the dynamic between her and, and Bond, them kind of yeah. teasing each other, but also there's a bit of a rivalry there. And yeah, it's uh, pretty funny. It yeah, was pretty funny. It, was, it was really good. It played, played well throughout the entire movie. Um, you mentioned this earlier and I don't, I don't see her name here on my list, but who was the, um, the like understudy? Yeah, Anna Delarmis, um as uh-huh. the I guess, she, I think she was working with the American, uh, the CIA, and she teamed up with with Bond for a scene, or, or you know, and, for and a, what movie? for a couple yeah. scenes, and she was she was, um, uh, I believe Marta in uh, in Knives Out. Um, yeah. the main she was the lead character in Knives Out, so it was it was cool to see her and Daniel Craig back together in a movie, uh, palling around and um, and she's yeah. she was great. Yeah, definitely. Like I want to see more of her in yeah. the Bond series. Yeah, um, she had a great way... she had a great physicality and she had yeah a lot of sense of humor. She in this one she was played a, an up and coming kind of agent that. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of an understudy, and she was really fun, and and uh, yeah, like and really like really Kelly said, the only disappointment is that we didn't yeah. see more of her, because mm-hmm. um, she kind of she exits the film in a in a like funny way, but uh, you, you yeah you just want more of her on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, actually, really awesome cast all around, and I think that really really helped this movie with um, how many players were around Daniel Craig yeah. and it helped the length. Cause there's so many other interesting stories and people to look yeah, at. Definitely. There's so many fun characters for him to bounce off of. And um, I also wanted to shout out Jeffrey Wright, um, who is, is always good. Yeah. He's, he's uh, Westworld. Yeah. Westworld. He's in yeah, a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, all all that was was really fun stuff and um, yeah very very much mm-hmm. enjoyable. So I think it's time we move into spoilers, mm-hmm. go into a little bit more specifics on some plot um, before we wrap this up. Um, so if you haven't seen this movie and you should um, stop listening now because we're going to go into spoiler section. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, shot. You mentioned that they're trying to do something new in this Bond film. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of that is like Fukunaga trying to, the director, 
you know, trying to get more out of this movie than previous Bond films. I think from the get-go, just the continuity alone isn't something we're really used to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a few reoccurring characters in Bond, but the plot being based around past films mm-hmm. is is already a new thing to begin with. Yeah. Um, I think kind of separates this movie apart from the get-go, along with a lot of other unique Bond tropes that they're throwing at you from the middle to the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, the big spoiler, like Bond has never died before. Yeah. And and he dies in this movie. And like that we've had 30 Bond movies and yeah. they're throwing they're throwing some really new stuff at us. They throw throw a curveball at us <laughs> at the end there. I um, know there's a lot of backstory in Skyfall, but I think this movie, like, they spend time giving you emotion and mm-hmm. connection to um, you know, to his family or to his, to his girlfriend or his mm-hmm. daughter. And they, they like actually make you care about some things in this movie yeah. that you don't typically get from, you know, Bond films or summer blockbusters like this. Yeah, definitely. Um, um yeah. What'd you think about that? Yeah. Uh, totally agree. Uh, I, I do think like Skyfall did a really good job at that as well. I think from what I remember, I've seen very few Bond movies, but from what I've heard, uh, Skyfall did a lot to give Bond a lot more emotional stakes yeah. and um, his fan going to his yeah, past and yeah, get, digging into his past and and uh, really giving him a, a character outside of the typical Bond girl to really care about and fight for, um, which was pretty cool with that movie. Um, but yeah, this one almost goes above and beyond that, uh, or, or definitely goes above and beyond that, uh, with giving him, yeah, the, the girl, the, I guess you would say love of his life. And, um, even though he has had that once or twice before they've, it seems like this one is, they spent a lot more time. Like that whole intro is, is all about mm-hmm. their relationship, which was super, really clever. Um, mm-hmm. rather than just setting up the the typical as they typically do setting up the <clears throat> the plot of the movie um and it and it very much yeah. like bookends this mm-hmm. uh, maybe not bookends because it comes in maybe in the full last third but like and that's a little bit to be expected with how much setup they give her but you know it's the emotional stakes come at the start and at the end um and give mm-hmm. what well, give him meaning to his yeah. like whole life is what they're going for mm-hmm. um it's yeah, it's a it's a lot, and I think for the most part they they did it pretty right. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, it it definitely worked. It it had a it connected really emotionally for me. Um, and uh, yeah, the the ending was climactic. It was uh it was worthy of a climactic Bond film for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Agreed. It's uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, what this movie did, I I do think this movie was working on a, a lot of different levels. Um, playing with, um, playing with the franchise, and you we even talked uh after we got out of the movie about the the um you know kind of cheesy Bond Bondy things like what what were some of the the jokes um the the one the one liner of like the guy's yeah. head exploding or like oh yeah 
um which i forget what he said after that the, um, the cheesiest pun of all time yeah what, what did he say I, i'm not gonna okay. try to remember yeah though. um yeah that one there was a there was a couple other ones that were just really good um bond moments and, and i i think what they were trying to do is they were like kind of reminding you the, of the the history of this franchise and um you know th- how long has this thing been going on like 60 years 50 60 years at this point yeah. and mm-hmm. it, it has such a long history and um i thought it was really clever to bring up all that it, it, to to remind us of all that and and i don't know i thought there were there was just a lot of ways that the the movie was kind of hinting at the the past of this this franchise mm-hmm. um yeah someone yeah. who someone who knew what they were what they were writing mm-hmm. and wanted to slip in that let those like deeper hints mm-hmm. into the script yeah and i yeah I, I did you did you see it coming did you i can you know i kind of thought at at some point that i wonder if they're gonna do it this time because you know um i i didn't see it coming i mean uh, yeah i would no i was not there's no way to expect that i mean mm-hmm. there's been 25 of these movies yeah. uh i though though when the like the machinery like failed after he got shot mm-hmm. and he had to go back yeah i started thinking and then i re-remembered that this is daniel craig's last movie mm-hmm. and i knew who was directing it i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah, he's might be setting this up to like push it this far. So maybe yeah. uh, my mind was going there like four minutes before it happened. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no. Yeah, um, yeah, and even like setting up, we we talked about this again after the movie. Uh, maybe a possible new 007. I don't know if they've announced that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, do, I don't do, think they've announced it at all. Yeah, but um, uh, which maybe is because with Lashana Lynch. Yeah. Because and they maybe don't her to... understudy. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because like, I th- I feel like awesome. I don't know. Bond does does Bond always have a or not? Maybe not always, but has kind of uh, an American counterpart in a lot of his movies, and uh, that would be really cool to see those two, you know, pounding around the world and in a yeah. in a new with with directing movie. It. Yeah, definitely. That would be super yeah. fun. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. I. I wanted to mention, like, actually kind of my biggest, like, negative with this. And I didn't want to pair it with our other things. So I didn't want the negative section to go on for too long. Mm-hmm. But I need to bring it up. I, I think this movie suffers a little bit from uh, uncreative action. Mm-hmm. It's not to say there isn't, like, two or three scenes that worked pretty well amongst their action. But for a movie that's two hours and 40 minutes... That's a Bond film. I th- I think they could have pushed it further, and and again been more creative with what they were putting on screen for these mm-hmm. action sequences. And I think it's unfortunate that um, you know Mission Impossible obviously is taking it way further than what Bond is all about. Like mm-hmm. it's not as cartoony as Mission Impossible, but even in some of the like the hand to hand combat scenes, um, even if you're not taking it to that extreme, like. Mission Impossible just does everything so much better. Yeah. Um, as far as an action movie goes, that this film I think failed a little bit on that front and could have used another scene or two of something that really dazzled you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I will point out there was one scene that I that was actually really cool. It was the one where it was kind of a, a single uh, single take towards the end of, of Bond going up the stairs. And um, that mm-hmm. was really cool. Not necessarily that the action that was that we were seeing was really cool, but the way it was shot in the way that explosion the door yeah definitely and the and the way that the the villains were coming at him and yeah it was just just really intense and really well done um but outside of that i totally agree and it even a few parts seemed kind of awkward where it would almost just be bond standing right out in the open in the middle you know in the middle of a room and like shoot that person and then there's a few bullets almost kind of almost hit him and then turns around yeah. and shoots that person and then a few bullets and it's just like these guys must be the worst shots on the planet yeah. earth they're like unloading yeah. jazz up this choreography a bit yeah like, we, like, we don't need people standing in the middle of rooms yeah. shooting people anymore that's like that. that's like kind of old school bond mm-hmm. like sean connery just you know running through a room kind of clunky and with his walter ppk which i think is the bond yeah so. and uh you know, just pew pew and people as they're just that's unloading the action clips. sequence yeah. you're giving us, right? And I mean, obviously, this this took it well above and beyond the the Sean Connery action scenes, but um, you know, it it really did feel like there should have been in this modern era, you know, taking cover and moving around, going from jumping from from place to yeah. place, and and. Sneaking and I don't up behind need like bombastic. I just need more yeah. intricate ideas. Like, like for example, the the really good idea in the opening when they're inside the car that's bulletproof, mm-hmm. and yeah. the guy's like just shooting the window over and over again in the exact spot. And it's like it's not a crazy action scene, yeah. but they had one idea that you'd never seen before, mm-hmm. and it made it as intense as fuck to watch that scene. Yeah, definitely. Um, and to see that happen, so I just needed more of that. Um, not, it wasn't really a big negative on the movie. I just, it could have been so much more of a positive mm-hmm. if they had win. Yeah, totally. And not that I was even really bored with any of the action. It's not yeah. like it was, it, it's not like it was uncreative or, or I guess it was kind of uncreative, but it was, it was well shot. Well, well done. It, it looked good. Like at no point did I think anything looked fake or, um, mm-hmm subpar or anything the the money was up on the screen i think i just looked it up the budget of this movie was like how much three almost 300 what is it Whoa. Yeah. two yeah oh. two, 250 to 300 million no way this is the budget of like a avengers end game yeah i mean that's that's what <laughs> that's the kind of money you got to spend these days i guess uh, but it's wow. it's made 320 wow. million dollars so far so it's um it's gonna make some money for sure it looks like yeah this is, it reminds me of like the way we play pinochle where we just like mm-hmm. yeah. keep outbidding and it's either like you make it or you go broke yeah <laughs> and everyone yeah. is just going to that top level right now to where it's just yeah. one or the other i mean i guess like the the last film of the daniel craig franchise and possibly the last james bond film um ever made uh or i don't know about ever made but you know this could be the last james bond film mm-hmm. ever i don't know maybe they'll nah, maybe maybe we'll the 
maybe the kid's gonna be the the little girl's gonna be a, a bond there'll be another there'll be another 007 yeah well there's definitely gonna be another 007 but i'm, I'm yeah. saying the last james bond film yeah you know um but yeah i think i think i'm pretty good on here i'm, I'm gonna wrap yeah. this up unless you have anything more to add um yeah, yeah i think that's it uh okay so um tune in next tuesday um at 8 p.m and we'll be going over i think it's i think likely um we're gonna have uh derek and sean going over uh the last duel uh, which mm-hmm. we're all pretty excited to see um yeah, if not we start. might watch halloween kills lamb we'll see but it'll probably be the last duel there's also antlers is antlers coming out possibly um and then towards the end of the month we'll be doing a horror movie episode with reviewing some of the horror movies throughout the october month um so stay tuned to that it's also i mean dune's just gonna be the week after what we're doing Um, also go see carrie fukunawa's beasts of no nation and true detective because they're all Mm. great yes um thanks for tuning in have a good week talk to you soon bye bye